Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure the stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Now it's time for... Walker Retail Ranger. Hey everybody, it is uh, episode 57 of the Walker Retail Ranger podcast. Today is Sunday, January 15, 2023. Everybody, how you doing, Liz? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Hey, I'm going to cover the agenda for the for today's podcast. Ooh, all right? something all right? new. So we're going to talk about the holidays. Of course, we'll do the What's Cooking Liz segment, which is a fan favorite, obviously. <laughs> I know, I'm a fan. Because I like to know what I'm having for dinner. And what I've had for dinner. We're going to do a Golden Girls update. Uh, I got an article about egg pricing. I know everybody's kind of going crazy about the prices of eggs. And I got a little update from a progressive grocer that I'm going to read about. There is some relief in sight. Uh, I'm also going to cover the latest consumer price index briefly. Because I know that's something we don't like to keep hammering negatively. But uh, I do have some info on that. Uh, I did my own Scoop Jackson pet food investigation. And we'll... Stay tuned for that scoop. I'm, that's be towards the end to make people stay listening. See what I did there? Uh, and then I've got a contest that we're going to do that Liz has no idea. Oh, God. Is it an 80s song or a classic poem? All right. That'll be fun. Uh, okay. Uh, I got a shopping list I want to cover, and then we're going we're gonna to shut her down. So we're going to go ahead and get started with our first topic, holidays. Guess what the holidays are today, Liz? Hit me. I'm going to start off with National Fresh Squeezed Juice Day. Mm. Funny story. Not really funny, but when I first started in the produce department back in the day, like, shoot, 34 years ago, I guess, um, we had an orange juice machine, and you hated being the one to do it. Not because, you know, making the juice was fun, because obviously there'd be a little bit left over that you couldn't throw away, so you'd have to drink it. Mm. But the cleaning of that thing. Oh, I imagine. Holy smokes. And if you didn't get every little piece of pulp out of there, fruit fly city. Oh, no. Man, it was it was brutal. I mean, it had all kinds of stuff in there, like, to obviously to squeeze the halves. It would cut the oranges in half and then squeeze them. And, like, it would form or it would all flow into this big vat. And you would just open up the little spout and pour it out into different sizes. But, my goodness, that was some of the best stuff on the planet. Yeah, I saw them doing that at Sam's Club one day, and it smelled they so still good do it? over there. Yes. Yeah, it, it's crazy and good. And that lady was flying. She was just throwing those oranges in there. It is so good. There. And there is a difference. I mean, we used to use, like, Florida juice oranges for that versus, like, navels because they were designed or grown specifically for juicing. And my goodness, it was some of the best stuff out there. It is also World Snow Day. We had a little bit of snow yesterday out yeah. here in Powhatan, didn't we? Yeah, we didn't know it was coming. It, it was kind of cool. Yeah, of course. The weather never tells you when it's going to flurry. There's always a chance they can tell you, but when it actually is snowing, they, I got zero warning that we were no. going to get flurries. It was pretty. It was pretty. It's kind of like it just snows and goes. Uh, it is also elementary school teacher day. All right. Do you remember your elementary school teachers, any of them? Yes, all of them. That tells you what kind of impact those folks have on, on us growing up, right? Right. I think back then... And I don't know how it is now, but, like, we stayed with one teacher for the whole grade. Like, we would stay in that class. Yeah, that's the way it was with us. I don't know, I don't know if it's changed, like, where kids go to different well, teachers it and was stuff a, anymore. Until about the fifth or sixth grade, we would, like, split up for different classes. Yeah. But I remember some of my teachers back then. I mean, Mrs. Stockburger, holy smokes, Mrs. Nicholas. Mrs. Nicholas, 
she was awesome. I might've told this story, but I'm going to say it again for the new listeners. Um, I think I was in third grade. I was using my parents' divorce as an excuse for my comedy routines that I would do in the class. <laughs> and I got busted. So like Mrs. Nicholas put me in charge. No, she put Marilee. I remember this chick's name. Marilee was her name. I can't remember her last name. It's probably good. But like Mrs. Nicholas put her in charge. She was the class monitor while she went out to do something. And I did a little comedy routine once Mrs. Nicholas left. And then, of course, Mary Lee was laughing with me. Miss Nicholas comes back and turns me in. Yep. Turns me in. That's the way those monitors were. So back then, and this was, I think, in Norfolk, they used paddles. They were allowed to use paddles back then. Oh, yeah. And Mrs. Nicholas, ooh, man, she brought me into the back, the paddle room. She had the paddle. (laughs) I thought she was going to paddle me. She didn't. You know what she did? What? She made me a school safety patrol officer. Really? She saw the potential oh, in me. Lord. I had charisma, personality, work ethic. Well, she didn't know any of that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's when I had to wear that little orange belt that would clip around. And I even had a little orange construction hat, but it said safety monitor on it. And I would help with crosswalk Aww. stuff. And I'd be in the hallway busting my fellow kids. That's probably why she did it. Did you have your mullet yet? No, no. I think I was, this was pre-mullet. <laughs> This was more bowl haircut, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it, it worked good with the construction hat. I kind of looked like <laughs> one of the village people uh, without the stash. But uh, Yeah, I went to parochial school, so there was a lot of beatings. There was probably more beatings there. They used everything. Oh, Rulers, gosh. paddles, whips. Yeah, it was not good, Jim. Well, my school in Scotland, they, they had a big whip over the, uh, the headmaster's God. desk. And I think I, I told you this. Um, when we lived in Scotland, I was running down the hallway. I, I was like four or five, six years old. I don't remember. I was small. I was a wee lad in Scotland, <laughs> right? And uh, I was running down the hall, and the headmaster, he he scared me. I mean, I, I didn't know him, but I was just scared of him. And he told me to sit down, so I sat down in the hallway, and I sat. And school ended, and I was still sitting there. And then when they were getting ready to leave for the day, they saw me sitting over there just waiting because I was never told to get back up. Aww. I had to ride home with the big kids from a different school that day. Then I got home, and, uh, you know, mom took care of me. What? <laughs> but uh, good times. It's also uh, Wikipedia Day. I think it was 2001 or so when Wikipedia became an internet sensation where they started gathering data. Can't believe everything on there because it is uh, user-created, and they, I guess they do their part to edit stuff as needed. I know I broke in there one time and changed something, took a picture of it because they changed it back like super quick. <laughs> I did it for a joke for our friend out there in California. Michelle, you probably remember that, but it was pretty funny. Uh, it is also National Hat Day. I'm wearing a hat. Yep. This is my county line collision hat, local uh, body and paint shop. Worked with this guy's dad a long time ago. He was a produce guy. And uh, I was getting, I think it was when I broke the window in your Jeep when I was weed eating one day. Oh. And I, I brought it over to this place, and uh, this guy was so cool, Bubba. He actually, once I dropped the car off, he brought me back to the house. And as we were driving home, we started talking about my company that I work for, and he said his dad did, and turns out I worked with his dad. Wow. Small town USA. <laughs> Still great people. And kind of going full circle, when I was doing an Amazon Flex route a couple of weeks ago, I had to deliver a package to his his, oh, that's cool. His company. And he actually moved to another building, like a bigger and better building here in Powhatan. Yeah, so. that's a huge building. Yeah, he's like so good that he's backed up. Yeah. Like, 
I can't go there and get my window done anymore. <laughs> no. I have to actually get an insurance claim to get in. So, wow. But that's pretty cool. So it is also National Strawberry Ice Cream Day. Yum. I had that the other night. Did you? Well, well with fresh strawberries. You made Vanilla ice cream with fresh strawberries. The homemade style of vanilla with fresh strawberries. Macerated. Macerated strawberries. You got to keep them macerated. <laughs> so it's funny. Every time we buy that, uh, is it Neapolitan? Well, this was just straight up vanilla. I know, but when we do buy the chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry, the 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 strawberry level tends to stay higher than the yeah. vanilla and chocolate. Did you notice that? I love strawberries, but I'm not a strawberry ice cream Correct. Person. Correct. Small doses. It's also National Pothole Day. Not a fan of potholes. <laughs> what, what say you? Should no, we celebrate no. them? No, no. I think it's the day we should avoid. Matter of fact, around here, a pothole day is every day. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, so uh, what's cooking there, Liz? What you got on the the menu for tonight? Tonight we're having London broil. Ooh, the broil of London. Yes. Ooh, broils of London. (laughs) So I've kind of mastered it. You know, it depends on the cut of the meat. Correct. Whether it's going to be super tender or not. But the secret is just marinating that thing for at least one day. Minimum. Well, one to two days. Um, you don't want to go too too far because I actually put a pineapple juice in my marinade, so it could tend to like. It, it's a good tenderizer, but it could go too far. You don't want to leave it in there too in long, there. right? Too much acid. And I like stab it to death with a big fork. It's fun to watch, folks. It also keeps me in line. <laughs> She's quick. Get your aggressions out. How did she get those kind of knife skills? Uh, what did she do before we met? I don't know. And then you score the top and bottom, you know, kind of a crosshatch. Yeah. Um, that kind of helps the flavor get down in there. That's how I do my bald spot when I have that cut. <laughs> I have them do a crosshatch. And uh, it actually helps it from shrinking, you know, getting distorted. You know how some meat will kind of like seize up and get... Well, it's a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But in my marinade, I put, um, I usually use olive oil, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Oh boy, don't get me started. <laughs> Garlic powder, brown sugar, onion powder, pineapple juice, soy sauce, and pepper. All right. And it was good. Yeah. You're, well, your marinade's always good. I look forward to the lemon broil, though. And then I just sear it in a frying pan on both sides just to kind of get, you know, a, a brown crust. Right. And then stick it in the oven at 350 for no more than 15 minutes. And then you just uh, let it rest. Kind of tint it with some foil. I put some butter on top, yes. too, just to let it get down in there. Yeah. Well, and that's a great meal to have, too, because usually you can catch a pretty good sale on it, and it, it can provide several days. Several, meal. Yeah. yeah. And then slice it on the bias after it's... On the bias. After it's rested for a while. What does bias mean? Go across the grain. Because if you go with the grain, it's going to be more tough. Anywho. All right. <laughs> I thought we were going across the grain. Across the grain. I have a quick story about that. Okay. Not about London Broils, but back in, uh, I think it was seventh grade, I took wood shop, and th- this is an awkward story for the Walkman here. And the the teacher literally missing a finger, right? Oh, no. You know, so not a, I think it was two. It might have been two. It looked I like he was doing the, the was I Love You two. sign all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and... The first day of class, he handed out these newspaper or these uh, right, pieces of paper okay. to write our names on it, and then to write a nickname. I didn't have a nickname, so I literally made one up on the spot. What was it? 
I'm embarrassed to say it. Scooter. What? I know. I oh I, I wrote Scooter. And I remember <sighs> when he, he collected them and he was reading them, he looked at me and it almost kind of gave me that, seriously? <laughs> I don't know where I, I think I might have been thinking about the guy from the Muppets. Scooter. Was there a Scooter? Yeah, he had the little orange hair and he wore like a baseball jacket and glasses. He was uh, like Kermit's assistant or something. Oh, okay. But uh, the horror story that that shop teacher told, I have to assume there's some truth to it, but it was very effective because it scared me, and obviously I'm still remembering it to this day. He said a kid was, uh, he had this round piece of wood, and he had his palms or his hands on it, holding it, and he was going around the bandsaw, and the speed and the heat of the bandsaw, as he was cutting around the outside to take the bark off, it had sheared his palm off. Oh, God. But he didn't realize it until... He went to take his hand off, and then the palm fell onto the table and was... Seriously? I, I still remember. I, I don't... Why I'm not a woodworker today. Oh, my today. gosh. You just made my skin crawl. I know. Well, dude, you're telling that to, like, seventh graders? Oof. You think I went near that bandsaw after that? <laughs> Good Lord. So, speaking of London broil, what was next? What you got? Well, I made scalloped potatoes. Oh, yes. And I used the mandolin to get those potatoes really nice and thin, and I kind of layered them with onion, salt, pepper little dots of butter and just a little teeny sprinkling of flour. And I kept going till I got to the top. What's the flour for? Just to kind of make it thicken up a little bit. Okay. And then pour milk on it to not like cover it all the way, but almost cover it. That and just the, helps keep moisture in when it's cooking or something? Well, or? you kind of want to have a saucy Creamy. Broth. Okay. Yeah, creamy. Yeah. And then I covered it, stuck it in the oven. Then about 15 minutes before... It's going to take them out. I take the foil off and kind of let it, you know, keep boiling real good. You want kind of like that browning yeah. on top. I didn't at least like that when I was a kid. Really? Wow. The browning? Because it was burnt in my head. Oh. <laughs> well, that, you know, you don't brown it. Well, I know, but I mean, as a kid, I thought anything that was brown, that like oh. if it was supposed to be cheese and it was, it was brown at all, I, I thought it was gross. So then I took it out and put cheese on top and then put the foil back on and just let it sit there on the counter. So let the natural heat melt yeah, the cheese? Yeah, because I don't like to put the cheese under the broiler. I think it makes it too rubbery. Probably turn it brown and I won't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, actually, I'm making Yorkshire pudding. I love Yorkshire pudding. And I never had it until... I think we had it last a, year, right? Was, was it the first time ago, or two last, years ago? Yeah, I think it was a couple of years ago. And you remember that stand and rib roast that we cooked for Christmas? Yeah. I didn't think I had enough drippings and fat from it, but I saved what I had anyway. And it turned out it was plenty. Okay. So you put a um, muffin pan in the oven with those drippings in each little cup, like about a half of a tablespoon. Okay. I mean, it's not, not that much. And then it's basically like a pancake batter, but you don't use any leavening ingredients. It's only flour, milk, and salt. Okay. That's it. And you get that, you know, beat up real good with a whisk. Let it sit for a couple of minutes. Then when that, those drippings are nice and hot and to the point of almost smoking, okay. you take it out, fill the muffin cups about two-thirds of the way full, three-quarters of the way, and put it back in there. With, the, with the flour mixture? Yeah. Okay. And then you just leave it in there in the oven for 20 minutes. Don't open the door. Okay. And those things rise up. They get all crazy looking. When you make them, I mean, they usually kind of have like a, a weird shape. Do you do anything to the dough when you shape We you just put no. a ball of dough in there and it does its thing. No, it's not a ball of dough. It, it's oh. it's thinner than pancake Oh, oh you mix. said it's like a mix. Yeah. Okay. 
So it, I thought maybe it was a little bit too thin because I was looking at two different recipes and one called for less flour and I was like, ugh. Well, it's almost souffle-ish. Yes. Kind of same concept. Kind of a cross between a souffle and a dinner roll. Okay. So. I, I can't wait. I just, I love those. I love Yorkshire pudding. And it's at a high heat at 425 too. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Because I guess that helps them rise up really fast. Well, I'm sure those drippings have some secret part of that. Like, they're not just in there for no reason. Right, right. Well, it gives it that nice meaty taste, too. It's not overwhelming, either. Yeah. But I did see a recipe where you add the drippings in the batter. The last time we did it, or the only other time, we didn't do that. We just put the drippings in the pan. And when you said we. Well, I mean me. Yeah, obviously. obviously <laughs> I, I, and uh, I think you're working on a uh, pork barbecue or barbecue butt, right? I actually did that yesterday. Okay. Well, you know, I did my grocery order online yeah and pork butts on sale yeah so i said a four to five pound pork butt well so the person that's doing the shopping they heard 45 pounds <laughs> they texted me back and said um we don't have anything small how about a 16 pound and i was in a hurry doing something i was like that's fine that's fine you know because i was uh you know multitasking my, yeah yeah Oh my gosh, that thing was as big as me. Right. So I had to cut it up in several hunks yeah. and freeze it, and then I saved one hunk. But I finally, finally cooked pork butt without it being tough. Okay. I cut it up in pieces, like about the size of a, a baseball. All right. And I um, put it in a bowl, put all the seasonings in there with a little olive oil, whatever oil you want to use. And I mix it all up, you know, chili powder, cumin, you know, just every every spice that makes good barbecue. And I let it sit in the refrigerator for a day. Then the next day I took it out, I browned it off in a Dutch oven, and then put it all back in there, added chicken broth. I didn't have any beef broth, so use what you got. Right. Threw some dehydrated onions and some honey chipotle barbecue sauce. So it was super thin. It was basically like a braise. Okay. Um, in the oven, put the top on it, stuck it in the oven really slow at 300 for about four hours. And that thing fell apart. It was so amazing. But. Here's the butt. Here's the butt. <laughs> no pun intended. The salt I used, I'm so mad. So I ordered kosher salt mm -hmm. and they gave me coarse Ah. kosher salt so it threw me off with my measurements because it's like huge hunks and it doesn't uh melt as much or, or blend in as easy does it, it? and it's hard to judge how yeah. much you're putting in there when you're used to using a different size crystal right so it is super salty chef problems so that will be something we'll use in the apocalypse if we okay. need some extra sodium okay so that's but going in the freezer <laughs> it's going in the freezer Rock on. but now i know how to cook a good barbecue cut that sucker up so well you didn't cut the whole thing up right so no I mean, well so, the other the whole gigantic piece i had to cut into like so we have more that can be non-salted yes or yes okay. we have like five more slabs all right so we should be okay <laughs> yeah right. we'll be fine that's good what else you got that's it that's it all right thank you my stomach is rolling <laughs> uh golden girls update so for the longest time we were getting uh three out of four eggs right yeah well i found the fourth egg it was under some classified documents. Oh, <laughs> stop. We keep, it's a locked coop, Liz. <laughs> the coop is locked. But yeah, uh, they are back. And uh, 
it's a thing, I guess. Uh, I think Anne sent you a message too, saying that sometimes her eggs or her chickens slow down in the winter too, right? Well, yeah, I need to read the streaks. full message. We were getting ready to start, so I couldn't. Well, that's cool. But they're they're doing fine. We went out there today, and there was four eggs. So, and no classified documents in case somebody's listening. And there, I, there I did get four eggs yesterday too. Okay. So. Well, I noticed when we got that fourth one. I think. The day before, it was a funky egg. Yeah, it, it was, was really weird less looking. Than st- it wouldn't be grade A. So I cracked it this morning, and so, it just seemed weird. It was very weird inside. Off. So, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, eggs, I've got an article here by Lynn Petrick, senior editor of Progressive Grocer. What's going on with egg prices? And this was January 11th, 2023. Uh, basically, it's showing that um, there's been a price surge over the year. Obviously, I think we all know that highly pathogenic strain of bird flu that began about a year ago has continued to hamper populations and hence egg supplies. Uh, nearly 50 million birds died or were culled due to the virus in 2022. Um, and they said they are still having outbreaks with poultry and other wild birds. Uh, current wholesale egg prices are reflecting many factors beyond a farmer's control, including inflation and supply chain challenges related to cost and availability of fee- availability of feed and grain, labor, diesel fuel, and shipping. And we'll talk about diesel fuel here shortly. Um, and it does say, so when will grocers see relief? Now that the holiday bacon and cooking season is over, demand for eggs is settling a little bit. Meanwhile, farmers and producers are working to increase their supplies following often substantial bird losses in 2022. So they said they're starting to recover. Uh, most of the egg farms that were affected have recovered and are back to producing them. Uh, I think they said they have approximately 6% fewer hens laying eggs right now, but they are, they are getting better. So hopefully there'll be some relief on that. Cause it's funny, the panic that sets in when eggs. you break an egg. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. We dropped one. I, I, I looked dropped at you like, one yesterday. I was like, no. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, that seems to be the tipping point. I mean, I know everybody's noticed that food prices have gone up right, across the board, but eggs were the one that started setting people really paying attention to that. And you hear it, everybody's cracking jokes, ah, cracking, cracking ah. jokes at the egg case, you know, and I'm like, it's funny, but it's not. Yeah, my friend Deborah, she was saying, she was looking at the eggs, and there was a lady standing next to her, and she was just so enraged. Yeah. And she said it kind of scared her. She was like, let me let this lady get her eggs first. People and then are losing I'll... their minds. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, CPI came down for uh, the month of December here last week. Uh, the food index overall increased 0.3% over the month. Food at home rose only 0.2%. I think that's malarkey um, based on what I see out there. But uh, year over year, December 22 versus December 21, food at home up 11.8%. Wow. So we ended the year being up 11, almost 12% higher in food prices this year than December last year. Yeah, I'm just buying flyer deals. I'm it, not. It, I'm seeing it too. Yeah. I am totally seeing it. Some of our vendors are saying the only thing that they are selling is stuff that's on sale. Yeah. The stuff that isn't is, is they're watching their inventories on that. And a lot of people are hitting the big box stores. A lot of those warehouse stores. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Um, overall, CPI was 6.5%. But when you're looking at these numbers, um, they weight them. The uh, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, they weight the numbers. What? So that's what I'm saying. So they'll come out, the administration will say, oh, we're only 6.5% inflation. 
Okay, then you look and why is food at 11.8? It's because some of the other ones that went down are heavier weighted. Uh. It's all about statistics. You know how those numbers people are. <laughs> so um, looking at the consumer price index forecast range for next year, I thought this was kind of neat. Or I'm sorry, for this year that we're in. Uh, they expect all food to be a 35 to 4.5% increase for the year. So that's crazy. It's still going up. Um, eggs up four to five percent next year. Uh, cereal and bakery products up five to six percent next year. These are some of the higher rangers. Uh, fats and oils up five to six percent. Everything else is more in that three and a half to four and a half percent range. But that's just kind of crazy because yeah. those are all pretty basic essentials that people use. All right, and we've also talked about the producer price index. I don't have the finance, the specifics for December, but looking at the forecast range for this year, this is kind of eye-opening. Uh, Farm-level eggs for producers, their cost is going to be 295 to 26% um, down compared to where it is right now. But you know where it is right now? Where? 146 to 149%. Yikes. That's for the, the, the producers. Mm-hmm. So, and I did see a couple of videos where like some guy was saying, Hey, you know, they're making us try to sell these eggs to them cheaper, but our costs are absolutely yeah, through the roof. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's a, it's a tough place to be in right now if you're so, a farmer with that. So it's not the grocery stores. It's the cost that the farmers it's have the to actual, pay. Yeah. And that's the thing with the producer price index, you can kind of see where things are going to go by looking at what they're having to pay. Cause that obviously gets passed on to the consumer, not only from like, a wholesaler buys the product from the farmer. Then the wholesaler sells it to the retail establishment. That adds cost every time mm-hmm. in order to keep things going. So it's kind of a, it's going to be a little rough patch with some items. Um, and and th- that's going to lead us to this next thing. It's kind of blowing my mind because I'm usually pretty good at finding stuff, um, researching for stuff we want to talk about on here. And I have struggled big time um, trying to figure out what's going on with dry pet food, dog and cat. It, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And every time I Google it or whatever search engine I use, all I ever see is supply chain issues, ingredients, blah, 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 blah. Well, I stumbled across two articles. One is uh, from Pet Food Institute, um, and this was back in April 28th, 2022, and it's kind of, uh, kind of eye-opening. And I'll just preface this by saying, we want our cake and we want to eat it too. And and it doesn't really work that way in, in real world sometimes. There's got to be some give and take. And I will also state my opinion is I am all about renewable energy, recycling, repurposing, doing the right thing. But you also got to make that call. I mean, when we're doing stuff, if we're what, biting off our nose to spite our face, <laughs> this is not good. So I feel like this is Scoop Jackson reporting live from Powhatan, Virginia. Here we go. The Scooter. Title, Scooter Jackson. Oh, I'll never live that one down. I probably should have kept that quiet. Anyway, so uh, Adelie Ebersol of the Pet Food Institute uh, did a blog back in April 28, 2022. The title, Renewable Diesel's Unintended Impact on Pet Food Production. Um, renewable diesel is a renewable fuel produced from feedstock and food through the process of hydro treating. Uh, vegetable oil is the main feedstock used for it. 
Uh, however, renewable diesel production also uses animal-based byproducts such as chicken fat and beef tallow, which is the same, let me flip, same ingredients in uh, dog and cat foods. So, unfortunately, it appears that, I'm not going to read the whole article here, but it is there is more incentive and there are government mandates that are forcing producers of like those pet fats and vegetable fats and all right. that stuff to push that towards the renewable diesel production ah, versus the, the animal food production. Interesting. They get more money. Obviously, if you're in a business, what do you want to do? You want to make money, right? And if you are being incentivized and or mandated by certain Green Energy Act type things um, where you have to put your production focused on renewable stuff, but you're totally like jacking up what we already have going on right now. Right. And there was another article from the petfoodprocessing.net. Same thing. Um, so I've got two different sources here, and this one was back in May, I believe. But the reality is that pet food producers are going to have to look for different alternative ingredients for our, our dogs and cats. Well, that's scary. It is. And there's a lot of pets out there. I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, obviously, we, we, we have several. They own us. But looking at the the lower tier brands, I'm not even saying like generic brands, but like just basic. The basic dog and cat foods are non-existent right now in the big bags, at least. Um, right. Some of the small bags are getting scarce too. But I don't know. Like I said, I, I really think we need to look at this as a country, or maybe our government officials, and say, hey, let's let's do the renewable stuff as we can do it. Let's not jump in both feet first and like take seriously. away from the, yeah, the dude. pets. And, and well, think about the strain that's going to put on the average American too. We're already spending more money on our own food right? for our own sustainability. Inflation's still through the roof. Gas prices are still up and they're forcing us to buy more expensive foods with like, I hate to say it, but better ingredients for our animals. Yeah. It scares me what they're going to be replacing. Well, Yeah. That's the other piece that of it. Oh. You don't know. So you heard it here. Scooter Jackson. That was me. Um, so now we are going to play a game because we're going to end on a positive note. Are you ready? Do you see what it says? 80s song or classic poem. Okay. So I'm going to read some stuff to you and you're going to tell me whether it's an 80s song or a classic poem. All right. All right, sir. You ready? <sighs> I, I worked hard on this all afternoon. Remember I was getting stressed up here? Yeah, you were stressed. Ha! <sighs> all right, here we go. <clears throat> Kissing like a bandit, stealing time underneath the sycamore tree. Cupid by the hour sends valentines to my sweet lover and me. Slowly but surely, your appetite is more than I knew. Sweetly, softly, I'm falling in love with you. What do you think, Liz? 80 song or classic poem? This sounds like a poem. Oh, what the ah, heck I got to use my that? machine. That's my wrong button. That's horrible. Oh, don't do that. All right. Well, then don't you get it a, wrong. <laughs> you need a different So that was button. Wishing Well by Terrence Trent Darby from 1988. Wish me love a wishing well, kiss and oh. tell. Ah. See? See? Oh, this is fun. <laughs> For you. Okay. <sighs> Now, I'm not sure where my accent's going to go on this one, because when I read it earlier, I went all over the place, so don't judge. I'm scared. 
Here come the woman <laughs> with look in her eye. Yikes. Raised on leather with flesh on her mind. Ew. Words as weapons sharper than knives. Makes you wonder how the other half dies. That sounds like Metallica or something. Wow. Did I get it? No. Oh. <laughs> hey. Well, you didn't get it right. So is it an 80s song or a classic poem? I say 80s song. Yay. You win. That was Devil Inside by oh, NXS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil Inside. Okay. Here come the woman <laughs> with a look in her eye. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's pretty on. cool. So you're digging this so far. Okay, yeah. All right, cool, cool. All right, this one's deep. You ready? <laughs> now, this mountain I must climb feels like the world upon my shoulders. Through the clouds I see love shine. It keeps me warm. As life grows colder. Poem? No. Yep. Are there any poems in this? No, there were not. Alrighty. I want to know what love is by Foreigner. Oh, man. I want to know what love is. I should have known that. Now this mountain... I can't read this one. Through the clouds I see love shine. It keeps me warm as life grows colder. Yeah, I gotcha. In my life... Oh, all right, Walker. There's been heartache and pain. If I had some tomatoes, I'd be throwing hey, them right now. Not with the price of them. I, don't, I can't do that on this machine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you can only do one at a time. Well, that was fun, though. That was fun. Right, I got you. I told you you were going to like that one. All right, so I have a, uh, I have a shopping list. And the only reason I'm reading this one is the spelling errors. Okay. Broccoli. B-R-O-C-C-A. Oh. Broccoli. I would have never gone there. Phonetic. Got shrimp right. Cashews. uh, Unsalted whole. Got that right. Yogurt. (laughs) Y-O-G-A-R-T. Yogurt. Yogurt. (laughs) I am yogurt. (laughs) I don't know what the voice that was. Uh, Flour. Bananas. Apparently, they don't listen to Gwen Stefani. B-A-N-N-N-A-S. This is B-A-N-N-N-N-A-S. B-A-N-N-A-N-A-S. Avocados from Mexico. A-V-A-C-O-D-O-S. Avocados. My name is Avocados. Nice. GT Kombuka. That's a brand. Buns, tomato juice, organic juice, baby spinach, mixed greens. Uh, I think that was it. Lowe's gift card, track supply gift card, and a B-Day card. So somebody's getting Lowe's and track supply gift cards and nice. their birthday card. Hope I didn't spoil that for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's eating his broccoli and avocados and his yogurt. <laughs> getting his happy birthday present. So, All right. Well, that was a very well-rounded show. We Ooh. covered a lot there in a short time. I'm worn out. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm going to have to go get some, some kosher salt, of course, <laughs> and rub it in my wound. Uh. Oh, speaking of which... Uh, I think we talked about last week how you burned yourself. Oh, my god! It's still there pretty good. It is. It was so deep. Yeah. And I'm allergic to Band-Aids, so. Oh, yeah, that was fun. We wrapped it up like seven times with different things yesterday. Yeah. That was good. Good times. I was playing a little nurse. (laughs) Nurse Nightingale. Uh, My dog bite is all but gone by now. It just looks like a little little tick bite. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up and we will catch everybody on the flip side. Thank you for your support. We'll. We'll see you. Peace. Peace. Hey, attention employees. We got to clean up on aisle 13. Clean up on aisle 13. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, we got a little clean up on aisle 13 proactively as we were listening to this show. Because uh, we want to provide quality 
edutainment to everybody. Uh, Liz identified that she forgot a key ingredient in the Yorkshire pudding, and she wanted to clarify that. That would be eggs. Eggs. All the talk about eggs. I know. And we forget the freaking egg. Sorry, everybody. Hey, everybody. So, hey, is there, while we're on that real quick, is there a uh, special place you go to get a website or the recipe for that, a website for the Yorkshire pudding? Just type in Yorkshire pudding. It's all it's kind of basically It's a thousand same. recipes, okay. and they're all the same. All right, well, Pretty much. And I will put this caveat out there. I might, uh, I got to go back in and edit where we had my drum machine thing in there for our game show. Because apparently <laughs> I didn't hit record on that track. Nice. So I'm going to go add it in after. So Way I, to go, Walker. I hope it sounds good. Hey, I'm not a professional. I'm an amateur. I'm a retail ranger. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> All right, uh, again, we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger. <laughs>